Welcome back to Ask BBB. Well, the new year is just a few days away, and already some of us are beginning to think about New Year's resolutions. Whether it's a resolution to get fit, quit smoking, lose weight, or quit biting your nails, hypnotherapy may be the road to success. Julia Wooster is a hypnotherapist who joins us now to explore hypnotherapy, how it works, and how it might help. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Jim. And thanks very much for joining us. Uh, first, Julie, let's just explore hypnotherapy. What, how does one become a certified uh, consulting hypnotist? Basically, I'm a member of the National Guild of Hypnotists, or the NGH, which is based out of the States. I took their training program in 2013 to get my certification. I, I mentioned some of the things uh, in the introduction. Are are there any other things or are those things that can actually be uh, people be helped with through hypnosis? Absolutely. What we like to say is that hypnosis helps everyday ordinary people with everyday ordinary problems. So, Julie, what is hypnosis? The usual definition of hypnosis is it's a state of focused attention where positive suggestions can be given to the subconscious to help people achieve the change they want to make. Now, there's a myth that um, uh, I'm under your control in hypnosis. Is, is that true? Absolutely not. You are in complete control in hypnosis. Hypnosis is a 100% consent state, which means you have to consent to be in hypnosis. If you don't want to go into hypnosis, you won't go into hypnosis. If you don't want to stay in hypnosis, you won't stay in hypnosis. You can emerge anytime you want if you don't want to be there. What are some of the misunderstandings that people have about uh, hypnosis, Julie? The biggest myth is that it's mind control, that I can make someone do something against their will. When you're in hypnosis, you have complete control. Another one is they think I can, I'm going to make you bark like a dog or quack like a duck and... People ask me that all the time, and I just say, well, only if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that brings up a point. We see mm. um, what they call them mentalists or stage hypnotism. Uh, is there a difference between what you do as a hypnotherapist and some of the things they do? Is well, what stage hypnotists do is they're putting on a show and they're performing for their audience. I'm doing things to help people to make positive changes in their life. But the state of, of relaxation or hypnosis is, is It's the hypnosis. Same? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can everybody be hypnotized? Anybody who has an IQ of over 70 and is willing to follow instructions can be hypnotized. Um, there are some people that say they, they wouldn't be able to be hypnotized no matter what. So do you have to want to be hypnotized for yes, it to work? Yes, absolutely. Um, to, for hypnosis to work, you have to be willing to go into it if you if you're going into it thinking that you don't really want to make the cha- make a change, but you're going to come see me so I can make you do that, it's not going to happen. So you, you have to, A, want to quit smoking or mm-hmm. want to get fit um, or to lose weight or mm-hmm. uh, quit biting your nails or whatever uh, before you even start that. Yes. How, so how long would it take? Um, does one session do it if, you, if you're into the hypnotic trance and state? and you plant a suggestion, is that how it works? Um, one session sometimes can do it. Often it takes more than that, depending on what the situation is. Often it takes between three to six sessions for to be successful. And, and how would it work? What, what does a session involve? Uh, if I uh, come, Well, if I come to you first, do you do an assessment to see if, A, I can be hypnotized, or if uh, we're going to be able to work together? Yeah, I actually do that over the phone. I do a what I call a strategy session, 
where we discuss what you want to achieve, ask you some questions. And the big question I ask everybody is on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being extremely motivated, where are you on that scale? And if I get a number back under 8, I suggest that they call me back when they can at least get to an 8. Ideally, I'd like to see somebody be a 9 or a 10 or even an 11 on that scale. Um because the more motivated they are, the more successful they're going to be. And I ask them to be honest with themselves when they give me that number. If, for instance, somebody wants to quit smoking now in this new year, 2020, mm-hmm. and they're under hypnosis, what, what are some of the suggestions that you plant then or that you do? Uh, how, how does that work or would that be giving away secrets here? That's giving away secrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you, you uh, do suggestions so that they won't want to smoke or will have a way to avoid smoking again. Basically, yeah, I help change their associations with smoking, for starters. Um, I don't do any of what, you know, is considered to be aversion. I just, I don't like doing aversion hypnosis where, you know, if you if you smoke a cigarette, you're going to feel deathly ill. I, those are things I don't like doing, but it's, I like positive, positive uh, suggestions and reinforcement. Uh, now, if somebody wants to arrange a, a consultation to find out if hypnosis could be the answer to keeping their New Year's resolution, how would they go about that, Julie? Um, they can go on to my website and book a strategy session with me. Um, the website is yourlondonhypnotist.com. And from there, then you'll arrange the time and, and uh, look They can at book a time. Yeah. Uh, tell me how you came to hypnosis and and uh, to this this uh, methodology? Well, for me, I was a lifelong nail-biter. Like, I tried everything for a good part of my life to quit, quit biting my nails, and I just had a very hard time with it. And about, not, I think in around 2010, I actually went and had hypnosis for it because I was to the point where I was fed up with how my hands looked. And I saw a hypnotist when I lived in Oakville, and she was able to help me, and now I have fabulous-looking nails. So I decided this was something I needed to do. At the same time, I was kind of in a place in my life where I wasn't enjoying what I'd been doing for years and was looking for something new anyway, and this just seemed to fit perfectly. Well, we want to wish everyone a happy new year, even though it's the 4th of January. And thank you very much for uh, being here this morning and telling us a little bit about uh, hypnosis and and giving people an opportunity to see if that's the answer to their keeping their resolutions. Thank you very much, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB, and Julia Wooster is our guest. She's uh, a hypnotherapist and an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And if you look in the BBB directory under hypnotherapist, uh, from there you'll be able to link to her website. And we'll be back right after this short break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. Well, the new year is just a few days away, and as the wonderful indulgences of the last few weeks settle on us, many are going to be thinking about a New Year's resolution to lose weight and to get fit. And to run over a few of the things that we should know before we get on that treadmill, we welcome Melissa Maloney, Senior Divisional Manager of Operations with Good Life Fitness. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Well, Melissa, a lot of people are going to make that New Year's resolution to get fit in the new year, and they'll make it through the first month, and then 
the resolve starts to fade. Is there a way to avoid having that happen? I think it's like any goal setting where you want to set a plan and plan around um, how you think you'll be the most successful. And then on top of that, plan around um, potentially for some challenges that you might have and what you'll do if any challenges arise. And just I always recommend when it comes to fitness in particular to keep in mind that goal number one is to show up uh, and not get too caught in what you'll actually achieve for or until you get in the habit and the routine of actually coming three times a week. That's so, goal one. So don't start thinking about how much weight you've lost or the rest. Just do it. Yeah. Moving every day is better than not moving at all. So, When it comes to a program that's going to work for us, there are a lot of options out there uh, from exercise machines we could have in our own home to high-end boutique experiences. So, so besides budget, we want to talk about that. What are what are some of the things that we should consider when we're choosing how we're going to reach that goal that we've set? Typically what I hear when we think about the main factors that come into play for people, obviously budget is one of them, but then it's usually motivation and it's also time and convenience. So when you're picking a club, you want to take keep those factors in mind for yourself. So if time is important to you, pick something that's close to home. If if you're somebody who's going to get detracted easily, then find the time of day you're going to work out and pick a gym that's near work or near your house if you're going to work out in the morning. That location factor is a huge piece and obviously the convenience and also what you like to do. Some of those um, exclusive experiences or even on the lower end cost markets, um, they don't have have all the same services. So if you're somebody who likes classes, make sure you're joining somewhere that has classes. If you don't know what you like, then join somewhere that has lots of options so you can find that thing because you would hate to get boxed into something that has only one service if you don't really know that you're going to enjoy that service. So for instance, if we were going to Good Life, we could start with one program and change into another? Yeah, that's 100%. So in, in some of the clubs, you've got a lot more options in terms of group fitness classes or personal training, um, yoga studios. Um, we have a meditation studio at one of our clubs. There's there's so many options out there that if you can find something that has a lot of variety, then that you're probably going to find something there that you enjoy. You mentioned where we did high-end boutique experiences. What is that? So the high-end boutique experiences um, are tend to be smaller locations. Um, in the fitness industry, it's things like Orange Theory or F45, some of these smaller locations. They only have usually a couple hundred members, so they offer a really great community feel to them. Um, they tend to be high-intensity interval-style training, so um, boot camp type training. So they do tend to deliver some great results. Um, and because they are more of a smaller membership base. They've got more of a community feel. At Good Life, we have something inside our clubs called Peak that's the exact same thing. It's a high-intensity interval um, workout that you do in a smaller group with a coach. And it just it gives you a, different, a bit of a different connection, which some people really like in a workout. Melissa, is accountability one of the things that comes along with uh, joining into a group? Uh, if you're accountable to somebody, I mean, you first have to be accountable to yourself uh, to reach yep. that goal. But uh, do some people do better if they 
have that accountability like a personal trainer, for instance? Whether it's a personal trainer or even a group fitness instructor or a, or a friend, um, there's something to be said to have somebody sort of waiting for you at the gym. Um, if, some, if somebody's expecting you, whether that's a personal trainer or whether that's a friend who you've connected with, you're more likely to show up because we just naturally don't like to let people down. So there's definitely a lot to be said for a, for a buddy system. If you don't have a personal trainer, there are programs, as you mentioned, that uh, will keep you on track. Yeah, personal training is amazing. Like I look at personal training. I've personal trained myself for a lot of years. And I look at it as, for me, I don't like to think about what I have to do when I go to the gym. The gym's a mindless time for me. So I don't have to think when I work with my trainer. For some people, though, if you're really cut short on time, to have somebody who's going to push you th- in the right way, doing the right things to get you the best results as easily as possible, that a lot of people like that. Um, so, But if you can't afford a personal trainer or don't want that one-on-one experience, then a group experience would be the next best way to go. We mentioned budget a little earlier, and that's one of the considerations. What is the budget range for participation at a club like Good Life? At a club like Good Life, we're what's considered a mid-range club. So you're looking somewhere around sort of that 60-ish dollars a month. Um, and then you've got your extremes. You can go as low as $10 a month at what's considered a budget club to as high as 150 or more at what's considered a boutique club. So there's some, a pretty big range in terms of what you could pay for a fitness membership. And what sorts of contracts should we expect then to be entering into? A lot of clubs have either there's sort of a no commitment membership or a commitment membership. One of the things to keep in mind is that by law, every club, if you're paying on a biweekly basis or a monthly basis, they have to also give you an option to pay that in full. So there is a law around that. So if you are being locked in, for lack of a better way of putting it, to a 12-month agreement, um, they must give you an option to pay that in full as well. So I always caution people to know that because some people are a little nervous about providing their banking um, and you don't have to. There are ways around that. Well, Melissa, a number of people are going to uh, indulge over these next two or three days before the new year, and then they'll make their their resolution. So we want to be the first to wish you a happy new year. Thank you. You as well. And uh, everybody out there that uh, they can get in touch with Good Life or or the club of their choice. Definitely. We would love to help them out. Well, thanks very much for your time here uh, just before the new year. Thank you. Our guest has been Melissa Maloney, Senior Divisional Manager Operations, Good Life Fitness. And the BBB accredits Good Life and its affiliates with an A-plus rating. And we'll return with notes on a London tradition for New Year's Eve. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and we welcome now Marcus Plowright, who is the chair of the New Year's Eve in the Park event that's coming up this New Year's Eve. Welcome to Ask BBB, Marcus. Good morning. It's nice to see you again this year. Well, the years seem to go by even more quickly than ever. Uh, When do you start planning for the New Year's Eve party with the committee? We – I have continued to fill this role as chair of the committee for a couple of years now. This will be our third. Uh, So we start in January uh, sort of regrouping, finding what worked and what didn't work and start planning for the next year. Okay. Anything new then this year? Uh, there is – there's lots of subtle changes but we're sticking with the program which is a focus on local music. So uh, we are successful in the last two years bringing together 15,000 Londoners into the park at Isn't midnight. Yeah. Uh, it really is 
jaw-dropping to stand up on the stage and look out and not be able to see the end of the sea of people. Uh, but uh, what's what's continuing is that we have a family celebration from 7 to 9. We welcome families of all walks of life and all ages down to the park from 7 to 9 p.m. And we have entertainment that's geared towards that the younger age group. Then at 9 o'clock we have a... a Fireworks go off on, for the kids. So you do a, a pre-countdown uh, to midnight. We do an, an early celebration on behalf of the children. Well, of course, it's it's uh, turning uh, to the new year somewhere in the world at uh, nine <laughs> o'clock, isn't it? So, yeah. Did you ever figure out who that would, what country that would be? Well, I I think there are people that start drinking in advance of New Year's <laughs> all all day long. So it's it's late. It's after five somewhere. Okay. So, what are some of the highlights <laughs> of the uh, kids' entertainment? Uh, we have uh, some local acts that, and, and all of our investment is really in local talent. We have the Thinking Caps, which is a, a band that plays. Uh, music for the kids. We have Ill at Will, who are a breakdancing group, um, and then we have some choirs and um, and, and other uh, celebrants. We have princesses come to the park uh, and meet the kids, and we have, of course, the venerable Star Wars characters because there'll be a new. There's a new movie out right now. Right. Okay. Uh, so we'll. Uh, you can come down and meet Darth Vader and uh, and his cohorts. So there'll be lots of picture taking as well. So that that the fireworks goes off and um, it's nine o'clock, nine thirty. So then the the venue kind of changes a little bit in terms of uh, the people who are there. Right? The kids uh, wander home and and hit their hit their beds, and then uh, throughout the next three hours, we have a celebration of local talent, local music, local artists. Uh, the music is is nonstop, wall to wall. We have a uh, contest every year we call the Battle, Battle of the Bands, but we have local bands and we had over 30 entries this year. We had five finalists that were all incredible and the winner this year was a band called Tell It to Sweeney and uh, they are absolutely incredible. They put on an, an amazing show. It's a, I think, a seven-person band um, and, and you have to see it to believe it. They're, they're uh, absolutely incredible. What what would the genre of their music be, Marcus? They they have uh, actually developed their own genre. I would say it's a bit of what? a swing rock, um, uh, very instrumental with a lead singer, uh, a young woman who's uh, just full of life and gets the crowd really engaged. Now, the, the, uh, once again, you'll do the countdown to to midnight and uh, fireworks at midnight. Who who all's on the stage uh, when you do that countdown? Uh, well, we've got all the artists that perform through the night and we have various uh, that participate. We've got the Forest City uh, Hall of Fame All-Stars, which are the best musicians and vocalists the city has available uh, participate. There are 15 of them taking part at different times during the evening. Um, they all will come on stage. We will have uh, the, our dignitaries, the the politicians, city councilors. I believe the mayor has a standing uh, uh, table at, at some southern resort every New Year's, so he, he missed it the last couple of years. So he, but actually, and he has quite a background with this event because he was instrumental in getting it started uh, some he, years ago. He did my job for 10 years and really built the brand of New Year's in the park uh, brilliantly, um, and we carry on that tradition on, on his behalf. 
Marcus, I know that uh, none of this happens without a bit of cost. How does how is that cost uh, um, taken care of? I think people should think about this as this is a five hour fifty to sixty thousand dollar musical production that's free of charge, fun for the family, free to get to. That fifty or sixty thousand dollar expense to put on this fabulous show is paid for by the sponsors that we attract and that want to put on a show on behalf of the cities of London, the so, city of London. I think it would be appropriate for you to mention some of those. Uh, the There are too many to mention, but I will say a few. Uh, TLC is uh, is probably our lead sponsor this year. They've done uh, – they, they do lawn care in, in the city. They're probably the largest in the city have made a donation to make sure that you have somewhere to go on New Year's and celebrate. Well, we want to wish you a happy New Year. And thanks very much for coming in to tell us about the uh, uh, time in the park coming up on uh, the 31st, just a few days away. Three short days away. (laughs) Thanks very much, Marcus. Hope to see you there. Our guest this morning has been Marcus Plowright, who is the chair of the New Year's Eve in the Park event. And we look forward to seeing all of you in the new year here on Ask BBB. From now until then, ask BBB and start with trust.